And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning. What is today? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday on MAGA mornings. The uh, chats are open. It's indictment day again. Well, shortly before midnight last night. The MAGA midnight indictments down in Georgia. It's like Groundhog Day. Fourth indictment in four months. What are we up to? Do we break 100 charges yet? Yep, the more charges they throw at them, the more the retards awake from their slumber. Uh, another dark day. I mean, it, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Good morning, everybody. Hop in the chat. We're live. We're live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern here on MAGA Mornings on Rumble over at 1776live.tv. We got a lot going on. <clears throat> they ridiculous... She's just that this this DA in Fulton County, Georgia, Fanny Willis. You listen to her talk and you just whatever. It's 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 pitiful what they're doing. And we know that they would not be doing any of this if he wasn't running for president. If Donald Trump was not running for president, none of this would be happening. And these indictments are are such a scam. I mean, literally, and we have, we'll, we'll go through some of the stuff. Encouraging people to watch TV, news stations, tweets, questioning the election results, um, legally finding ways to audit and appeal election results, all have been criminalized. It's it's now criminal offenses in this country for anyone to question election results or election integrity. That's that's what they're that's what the messaging seems to be, <clears throat> and it's uh, it's crazy. They uh, it's a, you don't even know where to start, and of course this all happens you know late at night. I watched the ridiculous press conference that that the uh, the DA gave. <clears throat> right before midnight seemed like all she could care about was uh going home and 
doing whatever she does. But interesting things happened because yesterday the indictment documents were posted on the Fulton County, I guess, DA's website and then miraculously taken down. And then the DA's office said, well, those are fictitious documents. We don't know what happened, but apparently they were posted on the website by some type of court clerk. And someone said, oh, shit, take them down. And they specifically said that those documents were fictitious. However, I think all of, if not most of, if not all of the charges that were on that leaked document were some of the, or all the same charges in the actual indictment. So that's interesting. Is that a due process violation? Is that a violation of any type of constitutional rights with, with people who are, are you know, indicted and, and charged with crimes? They have this whole racketeering uh, conspiracy nonsense, like it's the, you know, the Trump crime family, the Trump crime syndicate. And it's wild, but yikes, we'll, we'll jump right in. Be, listen, if you're here, First time, you hear all the time, hit the follow button, the thumbs up button on the video on Rumble. It really helps. Hit the Rumble button. It really helps um, juice the algorithm and get the video blown up into the Rumble world. And people say it. Yesterday's episode was uh, highly viewed and uh, downloaded and and all over platforms. So I'd love to just keep that up. And I, I appreciate everybody that helps with that with uh, tuning in, watching, joining the live chat. I love seeing the live chat, everybody. I will tell you really quick, off topic, I'm a little concerned about him again. Our guy, Kung Fu Brian, has not been in the chat of any of the episodes for quite some time. And Brian is the listener, supporter that went in for heart surgery, went into cardiac arrest. They did CPR on him for three minutes. He was dead, broke all of his ribs. He tuned into a show literally the next day from his ICU bed. And uh, he was in rehab and a, and a step-down cardiac unit. But he has not been in the chat for uh, since sometime last week in any of the shows. So, Brian, hopefully you're, uh, I don't know, maybe you're, maybe you're listening now. If you are, hopefully you jump in the chat. But I've been thinking about you and hope you're all right. So uh, hope to see you soon in the chat. Let me know where you're from. Love to see where you're all watching and listening from. It, uh... It always amazes me and people all over the country, the, the messages or in the chats, where you're all from. We're all in this together, people. And here's the problem. Here's, here's, here's the issue. You have to pay attention to the Republican lawmakers on the Hill, even locally, whoever you think or, or, or your representation is, whether it's local or national, who's not talking about the indictments? Who is staying quiet? Because those, those people, they're the cowards. Those people are the problem. And those are the people that need to be held accountable and saying, hey, the front runner for the Republican nomination is getting trashed in the press, is, uh, has this wall of lawfare thrown against him, this tidal wave of indictments, federal and state, over complete and utter nonsense, bullshit, and you're sitting quiet. Whoever that Republican is, and realize, look at all of the other presidential candidates in the, in the Republican field. They're all clowns. I think the only one who's opening his mouth, and whether it's genuine or not, because of what he's looking for, 
Vivek Ramaswamy, who I'm not a fan of, but he is speaking out against the indictments. Nobody else is. That Asa Hutchinson retard, I put out a statement saying, oh, get me on the debate stage with Donald Trump and I'll take him the task with these indictments and he should back out and all this other crap. Who's your congressman or woman? Who's your senator? Are they quiet or are they speaking out? They don't even have, not even saying support for Donald Trump, support that these indictments are politically motivated, that this country is now okay with, our society is now okay with, criminalizing free speech, criminalizing questioning election integrity, and okay with our system trying to prosecute their political opponents. Ohio in the House, Southeast Pennsylvania. Love it. I love seeing all of you in the chat. <clears throat> but here, I'll just jump into it. Donald Trump, here it is. And 18 co-defendants indicted on 41 charges. And Georgia's, Georgia's an interesting place because we'll get into that too. Brian Kemp, who I think is loving this, to be honest with you. He's a coward. But he, Georgia's one of, I think, five states that does not grant their governor's pardoning powers. Brian Kemp, there's some messages going around saying, call Brian Kemp's office and demand that he remove the DA and pardon Donald Trump pre, pre-conviction. You know, the governor, of, <clears throat> excuse me, the governor of Georgia has no pardon power. It's a committee. And we'll get into how it works. It's a... Uh, it's ridiculous, but it's, yeah, it sucks. Donald Trump and 18 co-defendants invited, indicted, invited. They're invited to get indicted. <laughs> it's such a joke on 41 charges. Grand jury in Georgia returned 10 indictments on Monday in Fulton County, District Attorney. Fannie Willis's investigation into the former president, Donald Trump. Dun, dun, dun. 98-page indictment. They needed 98 pieces of paper to write about. Bullshit. <clears throat> Among those indicted include former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, former Georgia Republican Party Chairman David Schaefer, and former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Also indicted Tuesday were Trump co-defendants. I don't even care about all these people. There's a lot of names. Jenna Ellis is in there, who now is basically a shill for DeSantis. She, she completely turned against Trump. And I'm wondering, because of all of what's going on, if they will grab her. She, she's only charged, I think, with like two, two counts. And, uh, but they're felonies. And I, I said it last night. I'm wondering if they're going to zone in on her to lie. Get her to lie so that she does not lose her law license. And she might, I don't know about any of these other people. But is she the weak link where they'll get her to to false falsely flip and say whatever is needed to save her own ass? If anybody that and, and a lot of these names I'm not even sure of, but her knowing her and how she's acting now on social media, especially uh, against Trump surrogates, Trump supporters, and Trump himself. I see her as, as the weak link. Just, what do you need me to do? I need to keep my law license. 
I've grifted this long on the Trump's name and got my cringy podcast and radio show and following on 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 social media. <clears throat> yeah, Joe Biden's walking around with complete immunity. It's it's it is it is absolute bold. Sorry if you hear the barking in the background. My dog's being an idiot this morning. Trump should move to dismiss this immediately for violation of civil rights with that leaked indictment while grand jury was still in session. Agreed. Good morning, Hog. Agreed. I, I, is it? A, I'm not an attorney, but is it a due process violation? I mean, how is it leaked before the indictment comes down and all of the charges match? It, it has to be a violation of your constitutional rights. The grand jury met for approximately 10 hours in her testimony, then voted on the potential charges on Monday. Fulton County Superior, Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney signed off on the charges around 9 p.m. local time last night on Monday. The grand jury was expected to convene through Tuesday, but pushed through its agenda quicker than expected. They were told to. We have a leak. You guys have to hurry up and vote. Vote. Vote true bill. Let's get this indictment going. It's still unclear what charges were brought against the former president and who else is possibly named in the indictments. Well, then this is we they read off the 90. Well, they read off the charges. It's a again, a 98 page indictment. The clerk announced that in the worst case scenario, the indictments would be unsealed and made public in three hours, which they were late last night. Obviously, Will uh, <clears throat> Will Willis's office announced it would hold a press conference after the indictments are processed by the clerk's office, which they did. Willis has been investigating Trump's alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia for close to three years. News broke over the weekend that she planned to bring multiple witnesses before the grand jury this week. Now, literally, I in person listened to Donald Trump speak about this, and he mentioned that he was expecting to be indicted this week. That there was this was not a surprise. And obviously the Trump campaign, they blasted Willis as a rabid partisan who's campaigning and fundraising on a platform of prosecuting President Trump through these bogus indictments. And and this was a statement that they had put out um, right after the grand jury returned the indictments. And it's true. She has solicited a a Twitter following off of going after Donald Trump. You know, Fulton County, it's just deep blue. Even the sheriff, you know, they want to mugshot him, which I think they would make the best, the best campaign, fundraising T-shirt, mugs, shirts, everything you can imagine is a Donald Trump mugshot. They think, they think that would not be spun in order to fundraise for the 2024 campaign. That could probably be the best piece of merch uh, and and collector's item um, known to man in American politics ever. Uh, it's it's disheartening that again our society has gone down this road to accept that political parties in power in certain areas of the country will just willy nilly come up with things to investigate because nothing you need no reason to investigate any attorney general any da they they can just start an investigation and see where it goes or you know how many times are just things overstretched and overreached and fabricated and i i spoke about this maybe a little about a month ago i think on this on this show or maybe one of the evening shows about where are all of our 
Republican elected DAs, attorney generals, in all of these red cities and states investigating Democrats for crimes that possibly happened in their districts, like Hunter Biden. <clears throat> why aren't, with all of the hookers and all of the wire fraud and all of this stuff, why are our local jurisdictions where the crimes are committed in those jurisdictions, why aren't they investigating and going after Hunter Biden or other Democrats? Maybe it's time to just, if we want to play warfare as good as the Democrats, because the Democrats are very good at it. They're grimy and they're very good at the lawfare game and the long lawfare game. Why aren't the Republicans doing it? Cowards. That's why. The Republican Party is full and saturated, saturated with cowards. I don't care how many convictions they come up with, how many more indictments they come out with. For me, because of, one, the proven policies and seeing what he did in office in four years. But now more than ever, because of what is happening and what they're trying to do to Donald Trump as the front runner who's polling higher than Joe Biden in some places. For me, it's Trump and only Trump. I will never, there's nothing that would get me to vote for anyone else in the 2024 presidential election. I put a tweet out about it. I will sit back and I will watch the Republican Party burn itself to the ground and watch this country burn itself to the ground, giving the power to the Democrats before I voted for anyone else. Call me what you will. I will never, you will never get me to vote for anyone else in the 2024 presidential election, whether he's on the ballot or I'm writing him in. It, it, and, and listen, nobody wins on write-ins, let's face it. But I, 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 don't, I don't care. You're not, I am not going to sit back and just allow people to direct me to say, hey, you, you, can't, you can't vote for him because, you know, he's a criminal. He's not even going to be on the ballot. No. Sorry. It's all bullshit. It's not going to happen. So, <clears throat> Trump attorney... Alina Habba, she went on Fox yesterday, and she spoke about the uh, the Trump indictment. So I want to just uh, take a listen to her first. I'm sure you all recognize her. Even in light of what's likely to happen. I don't think you can forget about the TikTok that's happening in the courtroom. I think that says it all. The fact that we have people standing by and leaks to the press before I've even seen his indictment, before the indictments even come out, is exactly the problem that we have in this country at this moment. This is ex exactly what we need to fix in 2024, frankly. We have somebody who questioned the, inten the integrity of the election, questioned whether there was any problems with the election, which we've seen come out, there have been problems, and now he's being allegedly criminally charged, and the press is in a courtroom waiting, but his attorneys are sitting on Fox News with no knowledge. This is the problem with mm. America right it's a politicization. And Fannie, by the way, on Thursday and Friday, updated her campaign website. Has anybody spoken about that? It's a ploy, it's election, it's election interference, and it's political lawfare. And I'm frankly just sick of it. It needs to end. This country cannot take it anymore. Alina, uh, as you're speaking uh, on, our, on our screen, it appears paperwork is being walked 
from wherever the yeah. grand jury was convening and deciding over to the judge in the courtroom, uh, presumably a clerk, uh, into that courtroom, at which point the judge can decide to read it aloud and, and our viewers may be able to see it as well. What do you expect, Alina? I think we know what we expect because they leaked it by accident because some clerk accidentally filed it a few hours ago. There's going to be counts. It's going to be RICO. We all know what it is because we have a leaky AG prosecutor and DAs in this country. This is ridiculous. So the cameras are even watching this right now, frankly. I mean, it's unprofessional, it's unethical, and it's un-American. It is uh, unprecedented. As a, why, I don't, we don't often get behind-the-scenes camera footage of the process inside a court. It makes it feel it's like it's ridiculous. almost part of the show. It is part of the it show. It is part of the show. This is <clears throat> a show. It's a political show. Fanny, I can do TV, too. It is not Look okay what press, you are doing. This is recorded. unacceptable. I, the fact that we have cameras and press sitting there, but I have not seen the indictment as his general counsel for Safe America. I have no indictment yet in, my, in front of me. How is that possible and how is that okay? Excuse us. When do you expect to see one? Uh, will, will, will you find out what the rest of us do? You know when I'll see it? When the New York Times or you guys send it to me. That's when I'll see it because that's the way our country is operating these days. It's just a despicable situation. It really is. I have no words at this point. I have no words. This is the fourth indictment in months. It's political. It's election interference. And it is obvious, <clears throat> obvious. And if you're not awake yet, I don't really know what's, what it's going to take for you. I really don't. Again, if you're tuning in, we're watching images of the paperwork from the grand jury moved from one part of the courthouse into the judge. Just went up an elevator, presumably to that room you're seeing in the right-hand corner of your screen. Uh, what's the legal What's the legal strategy here? How do you How do you deal with this and four? I mean, it's historic. It's unprecedented. They're throwing the kitchen sink at their top political opponent uh, right before right. an election. Uh, how do you manage all of that? You manage it with the facts which is the one thing that these grand juries do not have. The grand juries have select one-sided information, and they're always selected in states that are incredibly blue and incredibly anti-Trump. That is all on purpose. He is leading in the polls, and they are very afraid. And that is it. I've said it time and time again, and we're watching it. I, I cannot say that what I'm watching right now as uh, you know, as everyone, all your viewers are watching, this is not America. We're not supposed to see an indictment before the indictment happens. The lawyers, the defendants shouldn't see it while the press and the. Well, there you go. I mean, it is election interference. And the fact, remember when they did the uh, um, articles of impeachment for Donald Trump and they made the whole spectacle with, you know, Nancy Pelosi and all the, they were, you know, Walking in solidarity to the to the chamber to read the articles of impeachment and blah blah blah. And it's like the same thing here. It's like they have this whole big thing. The sheriff's office had the indictment. They handed the the clerk signed it off. And then there's press there. There's press and cameras. How? Why would the why would members of the press be allowed in that area where this is happening? Like you have the official the official indictment. Finally, the official indictment. I mean, not the indictment that they posted on the website hours ago they already knew what was going on it's all a show i'm wondering if someone's going to quietly get fired for that or transferred or reprimanded for leaking that which again i truly believe is a due process violation and the i, I i'm confused about the indictment not 
the Trump's attorneys not being notified of the indictment officially. I don't know the facts there. There are so many attorneys. Did did any of the attorneys get a phone call before? Hey, your we got an we got an indictment because I think typically if you're a defendant, your attorney was getting indicted. Your attorney at least gets notified. May not get see the charges until it's unsealed, like everybody else. But at least hey, you know you got the indictment. I'm not 100% sure how that works. I got to ask my lawyer friend some questions. But again, fourth indictment in four months. Fulton County, very blue, hates Trump. And they're, yeah, throwing the kitchen sink at him. I mean, there are things in this indictment that literally, like, they're making making certain things illegal in this indictment, like holding meetings, calling people, asking people uh, for meetings, special set, uh, sessions of legislatures, and setting up phone calls. Some of these here, this is um, the Act 28 of the indictment that I have here. And this is uh, on or about the third day of December 2020, Donald John Trump met with Speaker of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, Brian Cutler, in the Oval Office at the White House and discussed holding a special session of the Pennsylvania General Assembly. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy of their big RICO charge. First of all, this is crimes in alleged crimes in Fulton County, Georgia. Why in the indictment are they talking about what the sitting president did in his office with the speaker of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives talking about a special session of the Pennsylvania General Assembly? How is that even? That's the thing. These defense attorneys that Trump has, Alina and and, and the others, they're going to tear this indictment apart, okay? But the sad thing is, is the messaging and the way society is, indictments and arrests are bad. They make you a bad person. Not innocent until proven guilty. It's guilty until proven innocent, especially if you're Donald Trump, especially if you're a conservative, especially if you're a MAGA hat-wearing patriot. It's wild. Here's another one, Act 30. On or between the third day of December 2020 and the 26th day of December 2020, Donald John Trump placed a telephone call to President Pro Tempore of the Georgia Senate, Butch Miller. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. A phone call. Phone calls. The President of the United States made a phone call. And the state, the, the Fulton County District Attorney is indicting for that. On or about the 5th day of December 2020, Donald John Trump placed a telephone call to Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and solicited, requested, and, in, <clears throat> and importuned Kemp to call a special session of the Georgia General Assembly. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Again, a phone call because... There are grievances, uh, uh, I'm sorry, grievances and, and issues with the election that Donald Trump believes that there's, there's issues with the election in Georgia, the integrity of the election, and wants to 
challenge them. So yeah, he's making phone calls. This isn't, hey, it's it's just, it's wild. Like I can't even, the more and more I look at it and read it, it's it's insanity. There's no other way to to put it. The sitting president, yes, and not just him, many people. There were people that believed the election was was legit. They were in, in Trump world. And there were also people telling, saying that it wasn't, and here are the facts why, and advising him of such. And he truly, like they, they're trying to, they want to prove in other cases that he knew he lost the election. First of all, you can't prove that. And when you when you when you talk to him and you hear him speak about it, no, he he genuinely believes that he won the election, that the election was rigged. And when you look at all the facts and everything that's come out, most rational people think uh, most rational thinking people will agree that there was a level of <sighs> interference and rigging. Here's another one. On or about the 7th day of December 2020, <clears throat> unindicted co-conspirator individual 2, whose identity is known to the grand jury, sent an email to Robert David Cheeley and David James Schaefer that stated, Bob, can you get on a call with David Schaefer, state GOP chair, and I later this morning to discuss? David has been on top of a lot of efforts in the state. I get off of a board call around 1030. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy all of these phone calls they're desperate they're trying to tie everything together to say that they just all conspired to overturn an election and i believe she even said something about just not not releasing not transferring power to to joe biden which we know is nonsense he got on marine one and he left the white house they didn't have to pull him out of the White House. He didn't say. They, remember on inauguration day, they were like, "He's not going to leave the White House." And, and Democrats, I hope they have the military remove him. And as he's holding on to the resolute desk, not refusing to leave. None of that was the case. He refused to go to Joe Biden's in, inauguration. Why did he refuse to go to Joe Biden's inauguration? Because he truly believed, like so many others still to this day believe that Joe Biden did not receive 81 million votes and that Donald Trump won the 2020 election. That should prove it right there. He was not present at Joe Biden's inauguration. Because if he was present at Joe Biden's inauguration, people could question, well, he sat there at the inauguration and he had the peaceful transfer of power, which the peaceful transfer of power... Uh, went on without Donald Trump's presence. But if he was there, <clears throat> you could question, oh, did he really believe that he lost the election? Or was this just optics and, and theater? But when he, him and the first lady board the helicopter to go to his plane, to go to Florida, I mean, I think he was in, I think he was in Florida, probably landed in Florida before the inauguration was actually officially done. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, it really is a shame. It is. And again, they publish the indictment on their website. 
accidentally and then say it's fictitious. The official court website, Fulton County Court, publishes then removes Trump indictment. Due process violation. How is it not a due process violation? And will, I mean, listen, there's going to be, I'm imagining, listen, this just happened last night. We knew it was coming. This just happened last night. So there's so much information out there. So it's it's hard to, 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 to say what's happening, what's not happening. It's all speculation. We'll probably be talking about this again later in the week. But the bottom line is there's some issues, tons and tons of issues. And there there obviously are due process violations. There are there are counts in these indictments that shouldn't even be in there when they're talking about things like Pennsylvania and other states and phone calls and all of this. They're desperate. And someone had the great idea of saying, hey, let's bring racketeering. Let's literally bring RICO charges, organized crime charges to Trump and all of these conspirators based on phone calls of this entire network of people that are legally expressing, protected under the First Amendment, free speech of their feeling of election interference and, and the questioning the integrity of the election and taking steps in order to figure out how this happened and, and, and investigate what, what we can do. Absolutely remember their names. Remember everybody's names. Like I said at the top of the show, also, you have to remember the names that are staying silent. Your, your, your congressman, congresswoman, your senator, even locally. Who is not saying a word? Brian Kemp is loving this, but like I said also, gov- the Georgia is, I think, one of uh, five states that the governor has no uh, pardon power. It lies within a committee appointed by the governor, which they were all, they were all appointed by a Republican governor, all of them. And, um, but there are some stipulations. I have an article on it that I'm going to get into. Excuse me. So, yeah, yeah. So, Fulton County Court publishes and removes Trump indictment due process violation. The official court website of Fulton County, Georgia, published what appeared to be an indictment against former President Donald Trump on Monday before deleting it. Bizarre and unexplained act that at least one critic says violated Trump's constitutional rights of due process of law. Well, more than one critic is saying it because a lot, a lot of people are speaking about it. Reuters first reported that the document had been filed, then had to update its report when the document was removed from the court website and the office of Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis denied that an indictment had yet been issued. She was questioned about this by a Fox reporter, by the way, at the press conference, which I have somewhere here. Yet Reuters preserved the initial document, which lists 39 charges against Trump, including the serious felony of racketeering. All of the other 38 charges, solicitation of the violation of an oath, false statement, and conspiracy charges are felonies. The Fulton County, Georgia's court website briefly posted a document on Monday listing several criminal charges against Donald Trump that appeared related to his attempts to overturn his 2020 election defeat in the state before taking the document down without any explanation. The internet's forever. Somebody's going to grab it. Somebody's always watching. The Fulton County DA's office said in the statement that no charges have been filed against Trump. They also went ahead and said that there was a fictitious document, and they 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 denied any any knowledge of it. The document was dated August 14th, and the names Trump citing the case is open, but is no longer available on the court's website. Reuters was not immediately able to determine why the item was posted or removed. The Reuters report 
that those charges were filed is inaccurate. Beyond that, we cannot comment. A spokesperson for the DA's office said, of course you can't comment. And we have another Republican presidential candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy, said that Trump's due process rights had been violated. Again, Vivek saying the right things, probably I think the only presidential candidate that is actually saying that these indictments are, you know, ridiculous, uh, unconstitutional, but whether he's genuine or not, we don't know. He is um, maybe vying for a spot uh, under Trump's administration if he's reelected. But nobody else, like Asa Hutchinson speaking out against him. I haven't seen what any other statements are. I'm sure Chris Christie's running his fat mouth today. If he wasn't last night, I haven't looked. And what's Ron Meatball DeSantis doing? Nothing. His surrogates, his Twitter influencers are worrying about uh, Donald Trump taking pictures with Laura Loomer because Laura Loomer is single-handedly dismantling the DeSantis campaign with all of her exposing of it. They're not saying anything about this is unconstitutional, what they're doing to a presidential candidate and a past uh, president. So, and again, a lot of these indictments, I think all, maybe all of these indictments, the uh, charges in the indictment, the counts in the indictment, were all supposedly committed while Donald Trump was president. So, one, I thought sitting presidents could not be charged with crimes, but these were this was all stuff that he was impeached for. It, most of it came up one way or another, and he was fa- he was not he was not convicted in his in his two impeachment uh, hearings. So, ha- I don't, it, again. Lawfare, loopholes. The Democrats know how to do it, unfortunately. So Vivek put out a tweet. Here we go again, another disastrous Trump indictment. It's downright pathetic that Fulton County publicly posted the indictment on its website even before the grand jury had finished convening. Since the four prosecutions against Trump are using a novel and untested legal theories, oh, I got to show more. Uh, Let's see. It's fair game for him to do the same in defense. Immediately file a motion to dismiss for a constitutional due process violation or publicly issuing an indictment before the grand jury had actually signed one. He should make a strong argument on these grounds, and it would send a powerful message to the ever-expansive prosecutorial police state, which is true because that's what we live in now. If you speak out about something, you can get prosecuted. If you... If they deem you a threat, you can get prosecuted for it. As someone who's running for president against Trump, I'd volunteer to write an amicus brief to the court myself. Prosecutors should not be deciding U.S. presidential elections, and if they're so overzealous that they commit constitutional violations, then the cases should be thrown out and they should be held accountable. Agreed. And then he posted the fake document, which it's just was a document that was posted on the website, but all the charges seem to match. And it is, uh, <laughs> it's just, it is bizarro world. It really is. It really is. So Fox, uh, in reference to this uh, fake document, a, re- a Fox reporter questioned her at, she was like a deer in headlights, questioned her at the, um, the press conference last night. And all she cared about was ending the press conference so she can go home and go to bed. I mean, she actually said that. But here, let's uh, check this out. 
minimum when it comes to RICO charges or by probation? The, the RICO charges has time that you have to serve. So it is not a probated sentence. What is the timetable for the trial? As you know, in this jurisdiction, trials are set by the judges. Um, and so it will be the judge that sets the date of the trial. This office will be su submitting a proposed scheduling order within this week. However, that will totally be at the discretion of the judge. You're the fourth person, the fourth jurisdiction now to indict Donald Trump. Do you believe you need to be the fourth one to try him or could you move it up? Do you want to be the first to try him? I don't have any desire to be first or last. I want to try him and be respectful for our sovereign states. Um, we do want to move this case along. And so we will be asking for a proposed order that occurs a trial date within the next six months. Today, there was a fictitious document, according to there we go. the county clerk's office, that was circulated online with charges against former President Donald Trump. Those That fictitious document uh, matched exactly the charges that we now see in this indictment. Can you tell us more about that document leak? Uh, because now you have the former president's lawyers who are saying this is emblematic of a serious problem with your office. Well, I can't tell you anything about um, what you refer to. What I can tell you is that we had a grand jury here in Fulton County. And they deliberated <laughs> complete deflection. Eight o'clock, if not right after eight o'clock, an indictment was returned. It was true bills, and you now have an indictment. Um, I am not an expert on clerks' duties um, or even administrative duties. I wouldn't know how to work that system, and so I'm not going to. No, she's a DA. She's responsible for her office. With the special counsel about overlap. She she's ultimately responsible for the actions of her office. She is the a duly elected district attorney of Fulton County, Georgia. So any actions made by her office, whether it's clerical staff or anything, clerks or whatever it is, she, she should be responsible for and and have a statement. But no, she deflected. Oh, we well we have a signed indictment now. But you posted an indictment before the grand jury came out with the true bill signed indictment that you had the whole spectacle of the press following the sheriffs with the paperwork, bringing it in. Like it's, you know, doesn't a lot of this fall into double jeopardy. I AP unfiltered. I, I, you know, I've heard people talk about that and I, we don't have, none of us know for sure. We know when he was impeached twice, we know he was impeached twice. Again, my dog's barking. He's just a complete moron this morning. A, but the are some of the charges the same? Would double jeopardy matter? But then there's the argument of, well, he was a sitting president going through an impeachment process. It was not a court of law. So does double jeopardy only is it only does it only count if it's in the court of law where there's a not guilty verdict and you can't be charged for that crime again like take oj simpson perfect example he was he, he was found not guilty for killing two people now if he went out and wrote a book and said hey i killed i killed two people they couldn't try him again so but i don't know how it works with the senate hearing for a sitting president as opposed to now private citizen indicted because, you know, technically that, that's what Donald Trump is now. Again, this is nothing more than 
political theater, political persecution, because Donald Trump is the front runner and they are terrified. The entire Democratic Party in the United States of America, from national to local, is terrified of Donald Trump stepping foot in that logo, in that Oval Office again. Uh, Cash Patel went on Fox uh, yesterday and was talking about it being a felony to disclose grand jury information prematurely. Now, Cash Patel was a federal prosecutor for, uh, I think, over a decade before he became uh, chief of staff over at the Department of Defense under Donald Trump. So let's hear Cash. And a public defender, probably the only person who's done both sides of the aisle. This is a hatchet job by the Fulton County DA. And I remind your audience that Fulton County is 90% inclusive of the town of Atlanta, which is an overwhelmingly majority district against Donald Trump. And I focus on a couple of things that came out of the indictment. One, the repeated mention of the word corrupt, corrupt, mm -hmm. corrupt. Well, they have stigmatized and made it illegal in state court to declare a federal election outcome result. That is a federal law violation that they have taken the state court. Mm. So anyone out there saying that this doesn't have any federal implications does not understand the process. And the fact that they hijacked the court at 11 p.m. at night to put this out shows <laughs> the urgency behind it. But more importantly, a RICO case, which usually does dozens of defendants, as is now being shown here, is a case that takes two to four years at minimum in state court to adjudicate. And that they are racing shows you that they wanted the indictment out. But there will be interlocutory appeals along this way that President Trump's defense team should file, starting with the illegal disclosure mm -hmm. of grand jury information yep. in all 50 states and the federal courts. That is a felony for the district attorney or any court officer to disclose grand jury information prematurely or at all which now we have confirmed they did to media outlets and other people along the way. So there needs to be an investigation by them. And I'm calling on Congress because as a committee staffer at the House Intelligence Committee and a former DOJ guy, I know that federal funding goes to these county prosecutors for the prosecution of crimes. And that is your jurisdictional financial mm -hmm. nexus to get a review by the Jim Jordan Committee or Comer Committee or, or what have you for federal taxpayer dollars. And the intent requirement here is something that needs to be focused. In a RICO case, when you say someone is being corrupt, there needs to be the objective, subjective standard. Donald Trump has said repeatedly he won the presidential election. He believes that firmly in 2001, 5, and 17, when Hillary Clinton, Senator Barbara Boxer, Hakeem Jeffries, and Speaker Pelosi declared those elections unlawful and the outcome of those elections not the... So, again, it was – Cash Patel says it. It's a felony in all 50 states, whether it's a district attorney or, or a court official, a clerk, to leak grand jury information, documents prematurely, or at all. So will anybody be held accountable? We'll laugh about it and say, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, again, you have to just think of how, how pathetic and corrupt – are Republican leaders in Georgia legislature and the governor governor's office because you don't even hear, well, yet any of them calling for investigations or anything like, like that. They sat around and allowed this corrupt Democrat, this prosecutor, to file political charges against Donald Trump, the leader of the Republican Party, whether they like it about like it or not. And and Republicans sat back and did nothing.
pay attention to who's not speaking out about it. So in reference to people talk, because the people are putting out, everyone should be calling Brian Kemp's office and demanding a pardon and demanding that Fannie Willis, the DA, be removed. Unfortunately, from what it looks like, Georgia is one of five states that the they do not grant uh, the governor pardoning power. And the way it looks, the way in Georgia, they have a committee that's appointed by the uh, governor, except there has to be a conviction. They give the pardon power to an independent board instead of the governor. This is from Business Insider, which, you know, they're, they're, they're not pro-Trump or anything like that, but Trump would have to serve five years in prison before he can get pardoned in Georgia criminal case. This is what some expert says. Georgia is a rare state that gives pardon power to an independent board instead of the governor. The board also doesn't have the power to grant preemptive pardons, which they say, of course, is bad news for Trump, that you have to be convicted and serve time in order for the to apply for a pardon from this independent committee. It says if the former president, Donald Trump, is convicted in Fulton County, Georgia, he'll have to serve five years before he can be pardoned. Wills's case brought in Georgia accuses Trump of and 18 of his associates of forming an illegal enterprise. Forming an illegal enterprise. What the hell does that even mean? To keep him in power. Breaking numerous laws along the way. That's all bullshit. And it goes, yeah, Georgia is one of the five states that doesn't grant pardon power to the governor. Instead, the state's constitution gives the pardon power to the state's five-member board of paroles and pardons, which are appointed by the governor. The board's members are appointed by Georgia's governor for seven-year terms and confirmed by the state Senate. They're also given the statutory independence in the state constitution. While the Georgia constitution allows legislators in some cases to impose stricter sentences than the board might want, there's no other mechanism to impose pardons. It's set up in a statute here that's pretty insulated from political pressure, so they say. And that's you know uh, how they like it and how it should be. All the current board members have been appointed by Republicans. Georgia hasn't elected a Democrat to the governorship since the 90s. Trump and the 18 other defendants in the indictment are likely to try to delay a trial, but there's no legal way for someone to swoop in and protect anyone from the charges themselves uh, like as for a, a pardon. Even if the board member, even if every board member was sympathetic to Trump, they don't have the power to grant preemptive pardons legal experts say, according to a Brookings Institute analysis, there isn't any case history in Georgia that supports pardons before a conviction. So apparently it's never happened in Georgia. They apparently Georgia pardon application guidelines say the board will only consider applications from people who have completed a full sentence obligation, paid all fines and has been free of supervision, custodial or non-custodial and or criminal involvement for at least five consecutive years thereafter, as well as five consecutive years immediately prior to applying. In this expert, whoever this Carlson guy is in his interpretation, this means Trump needs to serve at least five years before he has a chance with the board, before he can apply for the board. And you can only apply for a pardon if you were to be convicted only if and only after serving five years in a Georgia prison. I don't know how factual that is. 
I saw that and I thought it was, oh, this is interesting. But, you know, they're, they're even, listen, obviously, so when I put the show together last night, it was, it was before the indictment came down and I wanted to get to Joe Biden and his, you know, disregard for the people of Hawaii and how he's given $200 million more aid to Ukraine and all that. But there's a couple more things I want to do for this to, to finish out the last few minutes. And I'll probably just, I'll talk about some more, some of that stuff tomorrow. Cause that, that's just ridiculous too. what's happening in Ukraine. Again, it's America last Ukraine first people in Hawaii are, are, are dead and missing and it keeps growing and we're giving $200 million to Ukraine. It's wild. But back to this Georgia thing, Georgia's indictment cites Trump's tweets as overacts and furtherance of the conspiracy. So now they're taking tweets just like they did in the impeachment hearings talking about his tweets. Well, what did he mean by this? So they're indicting him over tweets and saying it's over acts in furtherance of the conspiracy for this whole RICO, the illegal organization that Donald Trump put together. The Godfather, the orange Godfather. The Georgia indictment against Donald Trump cites Trump's tweets as acts made in furtherance of the conspiracy. The indictment cites 12 of Trump's tweets and one of former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani as overt acts made in, I love this term, in furtherance of the conspiracy. Some tweets were sent by Trump on January 6th, 2021, while other posts encouraged people to watch public hearings about the allegations of voting irregularity. So Donald Trump or anyone telling you to watch OAN, Newsmax, or other media outlets about or to watch public hearings on those media outlets about allegations of voting irregularities is criminalized. Mike Lindell is having a symposium this weekend, I think in Missouri, about election integrity. Why aren't they indicting him and everyone else that's involved in that or who is even attending? Because they're encouraging people to watch. Tweets. Tweets. On or about the third day of December 2020, Donald John Trump caused to be tweeted from the Twitter account, Real Donald Trump. Georgia hearings now on OANN. Amazing! That is an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy, according to the district attorney of Fulton County. Phony Willis. That's what he called her on Sunday when I was in his back in his boxes. He said, phony Willis, because she's a phony. Fundraising off of Donald Trump's indictment. I'm going to get him, and you're going to reelect me because we're, you know, 90% stronghold. I think Biden won Fulton County with something like 76% to Donald Trump's, like, was 24%, somewhere in, in, in that number. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that Biden won Fulton County, Georgia, but we're talking about, you know, the state, and it's it's so ridiculous. But yeah, they just go on about all these tweets. I'm probably going to post some of them. On or about the 5th day of January 25th, 5th day of January 2021, Donald Trump caused to be tweeted from the Twitter account, Real Donald Trump. The vice president has the power to reject fraudulently chosen electors because he tweeted that. Freedom of speech. That's an over... Overt act and furtherance of the conspiracy. It's wild, people. It's wild. We're going to get more into this as the week goes on. 
I'm sure my co-host James and I will be talking about it. We're not doing We the People Radio tonight. Uh, we're actually going to um, Wednesday is going to be We the People Radio. I have an uh, event tonight, and uh, so tomorrow, eight thirty p.m. We'll be We the People Radio, myself and James Curry. Actually, today, I will be doing the news with uh, Steak for Breakfast podcast. So there, that episode will drop sometime later this evening. So look out for Steak for Breakfast podcast. I'll be doing the news with Roan over at Steak for Breakfast. And um, what else we got? Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. We'll be back every day this week, 8 a.m. Eastern. Don't forget, head over to MyPatriotCigars.com. Use promo code MAGA, 25% off, conservative-owned, my business. And uh, again, keep uh, keep Brian, if you've seen him in the chat, in our prayers. I don't know where he is, but again, he had serious heart issues. I mean, they were doing CPR on him, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually genuinely concerned about him because he's he hasn't missed a show. He's actually a, he's a, he's a, he's a paid supporter of the show. He gives me $5 a month. And uh, I'm a little concerned about his well-being, and I hope he's all right. So prayers to Kung Fu Brian. He's from Kentucky in the chat every morning before the show and even in our evening shows, and I haven't seen him in about a week. And uh, definitely, definitely. And I'm not going to stop. Every morning is a MAGA morning, and we have to do everything we can to reelect and to support the greatest president in American history, in our lifetime at least, most of all of our lifetimes. And uh, we have to just get out and get active, stay loud, hold those accountable, especially those who are keeping quiet, who are towing the line and not saying the word to see the fence sitters. We cannot tolerate fence sitters. They all need to go primaried, voted out, because they're part of the problem. Every Republican should be rallying against uh, rallying against the Democrats and rallying for Donald Trump. Not because he's Donald Trump, but because someone from the party is being politically persecuted and prosecuted because they are the front runner. Look at the polls, people. Ron DeSantis, I think in New Hampshire, is now in third place. He's literally losing to the Twinkie King of New Jersey. Chris Crispy Christie. Okay? So think about that. Anyway, that's it for today. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. Hit the follow. Please hit the thumbs up button. Go to the Rumble channel, 1776live.tv. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Come and hang out in the chat. I love you all. I'll see you tomorrow. As always, MAGA hat stays on. See you later.